Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. to the jimmy hey what's up everybody welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we're gonna have a fun show for you guys today kind of laid back and, and and awesome um hope everybody's doing well before we get started let's start saying hi to everybody the chat room's filling up uh first off we'll say hi to our cool outrageous man about town mr ron russell hey everybody how you doing this is astro our little seven pound boy and he just loves me and never leaves me alone. He follows me all over. He's at my side all the time. Excuse the eyeglass, the sunglasses, but again, the bright lights of the studio are affecting my cataracts. How long before they're, they're healed, I wonder? That I'm not sure, but... We <clears> I mean, one eye is week. about six weeks old. The other eye is almost three weeks old. Oh, boy, He's what so you have cute. to do, huh? He's so cute. He's adorable. So we'll find out more because you're going back to the eye doctor next week before my knee thing. Right. I wonder because, you know, sunlight and the studio lights are really bright. So what's up, everybody? We got a fun show for you guys today. We have uh, Keith Tatnis McCleary coming on, and uh, he's a lot of fun. We've both done interviews on his show, and he's a wrestler and all kinds of cool things. And then we have Mona Marshall coming on, and she is one of the most popular voiceover actresses in Hollywood. 
She's in every one of the – if you have kids, she's voiced characters in every film that they actually have watched. Uh, my favorite, though, is that she's on South Park, and she casts – she uh, does a bunch of the voices of people on South Park, so it's a lot of fun. We have a chat room filled with people. Let's start saying hi to everybody in the chat room. Uh, Teresa Saban from Florida is in the chat room, and Lady Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat room from Fluff. She's also in Florida. Hey, girls. Michaela Singleton is there. Oh, Eileen just popped in. Hey, Eileen, Eileen Shapiro. Shapiro. What do you think of my article on Facebook today about flirting? Men that flirt. That's funny. You should read it and make a comment. There you go. What's up with that? Then we have Backpack John is in the chat room. I'm not sure who was up at the top of this whole thing. Oh, An- Angela, jo- Angela, uh, Angela Joseph is in the chat room. And Don Hinton is in the chat room. I'm pretty sure I saw Don earlier in there. Be Hi, Dawn. Angie, baby. Hey, baby. How are you? And uh, B. Claudia just joined us. B. Claudia, how are you? There you go. You got to like love it. So uh, we're going to have a fun show, you guys. Um, before we get started, um, we want to give a shout out to, to Anton. He left a little note in here from Australia saying that he couldn't make it. He was apologized and oh. uh, that he was going to miss it, but he wanted to let us know why he oh, wasn't there. He could there. watch us on rerun, on, on whatever. On replay. Replay. There you go. You got to like love it. And B. Claudia says her cat is there, too, since we have our dog. <laughs> Astro is the best, though. Astro is the best. What, you guys? We're going to get all you guys in the chat room to come on our Christmas show. Whenever our Christmas show is coming up, we're going to like have everybody come. It's going to be a wild, fun time um, and ha- so everybody can see what everybody looks like. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it because Christmas is not that far off. It really is. We're in October already. Yeah, and the weather is going to be gorgeous here. I understand this weekend it's going to chill down to maybe like 85, which is wonderful. Dry, beautiful, 85, breezy, cool, blue skies, gorgeous weather. That's what we're here for. We can't wait. I can't wait. In the meantime, it's October, you guys. It's my favorite month. All the great horror stuff. I get to watch it all over again. We watched Hocus Pocus the other night. And now I'm watching um, Ratched, which Ron didn't like it, so I'm watching it. If you guys, it's done by the American Horror Story people, but it is awesome. No, it's not. It looks, I freaking it's, it's like a, It's American Horror Story without the title American Horror Story. They just changed the title. The actors are the same, and the, the story is the same. And my voice is going. Did Thanks, you notice B. that I have a, a throat thing? <clears throat> I've no. been doing some construction in the bathroom. We're remodeling our master bathroom. And the plaster was flying. And I find now that I'm allergic to breathing in plaster dust. Me too. I was coughing. Yeah. Anyway, it's Jimmy's birthday next week. And we went to Santa Clarita, to Stevenson Ranch, where I used to live, because they have the best Halloween spirit, spirit Halloween of all of them. And the monsters and the dolls that they have in that place were just phenomenal. So I got Jimmy for his birthday. What's his name? Are we going to tell people now? Or are we going to wait? Well, we're not we going to show them, but we're going to tell them. Krampus. Cra- what is it? Krampus. Krampus. He stands six foot five, and he's really spooky. So we haven't assembled him yet because we're waiting for Deirdre. Deirdre. We're waiting for Leslie and Deirdre to come for dinner for Deirdre, for Stephen. What's your name? For Jimmy's birthday. Jesus, I'm getting Stephen, like Biden. Jesus Christ. I'm getting like Biden. <laughs> I mean, I think he's spreading, but um. Yeah, so we're going to have a little birthday, just the family, because we don't want a lot of people. So I got a six-foot-five Krampus, you guys, with the chains and the yellow eyes. Right, don't yellow say, eyes or yeah, red eyes? Don't say anything. Let them see it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to video gonna put it, up. it. At his birthday dinner, we're going to video it. We're going to put it all together, and then I'm going to reorganize my office so I can make him fit. Because he's really big. <laughs> Jimmy needs – we have to move, I think, eventually to a bigger house because Jimmy's getting uh, – 
tight in his office. You can barely move. You have to walk around all his monsters that are standing six I feet tall. Like, love I mean, he's got the Wolfman. He's got the Martian. He's got the the, the no the, alien alien house. Yeah, I have a I have a six foot five or whatever Jason from Friday the Thirteenth, and I, I mean, have a about gonna... a seven foot werewolf. For Halloween, I'm going to line. We have a very long entry foyer in the house, and I'm going to line the entry foyer with all the monsters on either side, like a like a bridal thing. So as you walk down, you you pass all the monsters, and they automatically go on and do their thing. Actually, Don says Germany has a really good Krampus festival because I think uh, Krampus originated in Germany. I think sounds Krampus. It sounds German. Krampus. I like a lot. Krampus. Krampus. And B wants to know how are your eyes? My eyes are doing well, but I don't respond to light well. Sunlight, bright lights of the studio, and sunlight really make my eyes burn and water, and then I'm in a lot of difficulty. I don't know how long this will last, but the diet. I doctor said it goes away. Dave Hughes wrote intoxication or accidental exposures with gypsum or plaster powder are mainly due to exothermic reaction upon mixture with water. Exposure to calcium sulfate dust can cause temporary irritation to the eye, skin, nose, and upper respiratory tract. Eye burns have been described. Well, that's what I'm going through. So I guess having uh, um, cataracts removed and living in a bedroom that's off the bathroom where the powder is blowing all of the... Uh, plaster powder so dave i don't have any hot 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 women for you today um we have very cool people coming on and tatanus is in the green room but we're going to wait because he's supposed to call at twelve fifteen. so we're going to wait a couple of minutes and right and talking. you know give you wang a rest but next week i think <clears throat> we have sarah french coming on and you're gonna oh love sarah french because she's like oh the hottest thing on the planet god <laughs> sarah french has probably the most perfect body and she's all real there's no water bags in her. She's real boobs, big boobs, and beautiful butt and gorgeous figure. You're going to love her. Yeah, so Sarah French is really, you know, wow. You better get your towel ready when Sarah French comes on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next week, we also have actor Steve Hamm coming on. And then the following week, Dave, after Sarah French, we've got Tom Churchill coming on to promote his new movie, Amityville Harvest, that stars Sadie Katz, and she's coming on, too, afterwards. So Sadie Katz is going to be on in two weeks. So two weeks in a row, you got, you got some real beauties two weeks in a row, Dave. Yeah, well, you know, we, we, we stock a good <clears throat> show. We have handsome men. We have intelligent men. We have intelligent women. And we have sexy, beautiful women. That's why our show is what it is. Everybody we, loves saying We yeah. have a diverse variety of people on our show. Yeah, who else I think we have coming on at the end of the month? But I'm not positive, but who? we're working on it. Who? Um, uh, Kathy Sledge. Oh, my God. With Kathy. her sister. Oh, good. And then the second guest, I think, is going to be Dave Sheridan. Wow. So it's. Kathy Sledge is like my favorite sweetie pie. She's a darling girl. I, I don't love... want to hold me to that because I'm working on that, but I think that hopefully they're going to come on. Yeah, at the well, end we of the owe month. her because the first time she came on, everything got screwed up. Remember, there was a, a hurricane going on, a storm, and we lost all everything and we couldn't get Kathy's show up. And I promised Kathy that we would do it again. You know who Kathy Sledge is. We are family. And I love the song, and it means a lot to me. And Kathy Sledge means a lot to me because she's a sweetie pie. And she was supposed to introduce me to a Patti LaBelle. Maybe that can still happen. That can still happen. We're going to talk about that. So we also want to give a congratulations to Jane Doe, who's Angela Joseph. She's got a new film she's producing called The Bleeding Dark, and they just uh, attached Courtney Gaines to it, who's a huge, iconic actor, in, in especially in horror. 
Um, he was Malachi in Children of the Corn, but he was also in like Back to the Future and a whole bunch of other great movies and TV shows. So congratulations, Angela, on all the things you guys got going on. It's uh, awesome, and I want to make sure that you get a little bit of congratulations for it. I think Angie and Joe are the only ones I would ever ask for work because um, I really enjoyed working with Joseph Kelly and Dave uh, Bailey. Bailey. And, and of course, Angie Baby, I love. So if you have a part for me in that movie, I'd be more than happy to do it. Don't <laughs> I be... think they're actually shooting it not here. I think they're actually going Colorado. someplace else. No, not. Co- I think they're going someplace else. I'm not sure about that, though. Well, you guys don't be shy to ask. Dave Hughes says we can make Patty have uh, 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 we can make he can make help make Patty happen. So if you can get his Patty Blabelle, Dave, like I'll get one of the girls to take their top off for you. <laughs> I mean, if Patty Labelle comes on the show. I have oh no idea how my what my reaction's going to be. I absolutely just simply saying to her, uh, he when, says it's Doctor Dave. Okay, know, Dave. When, when you say that black people have never achieved anything in the world, that's bullshit. Whoever says that, because Johnny Mantis and Patti Labelle are both uh, African Americans, and they absolutely are the king and queen of music. As far as I'm concerned, there's nobody better than Patti LaBelle or Johnny Mathis. He loves Patti LaBelle. Johnny, I, yeah, I love Johnny also, and I know Johnny, but Johnny won't do our show. He won't do any show. Johnny is very shy and very private, and he doesn't do interviews for anyone. If you notice, you'll never see a Johnny Mathis interview. But, you know, as he gets older and when he retires, he may want to come on our show and talk about his career. Yes. But Johnny will never talk about his private self. Did never. You, did you wear a watch for Dawn today or no? Yes, I did. I wore my, uh, what do you call it, watch? Oh, Fitbit watch. She's got his Fitbit watch on today. Yeah, because I'm in black and I'm wearing a black watch. And I am also counting my calories and my footsteps and how many calories I burn because I'm dieting. And um, it gives you my heart rate and all that bullshit. Also, his daughter's bought that for him for Christmas. So so it's a wonderful wristwatch. We want to give a a pre-shout out, too, because not only do I have a birthday next week, but so does Sadie Katz. Yes. On Tuesday. Also, so does somebody else. Andy Gladstein from Dogs for Our our Brave. From Dogs for Our Brave. Right. So So three of our dear friends are having a birthday next week. Black. Who? The people in the chat room say I, you look I great never, in black. I never wear black. And he looks so good in it, though. Black and white. Either he wears black or all white or black, and he looks phenomenal. Like a, just a, like a, I mean, he's already a superstar. No, but he looks I like, like a super, white. superstar. I like white. I have to cut my hair. My hair's getting so friggin' long. The two of us, we never had such long hair. Yeah, it makes me look fatter the longer it gets. Well, mine looks like, you know what? <laughs> no, mine looks like a woman's hair, dude. Look. Yeah, I could be a woman. I could put lipstick on and go anywhere. Go food shopping. I love it. Look, look, I go look like Kim Novak. That's how she. Oh, I don't think you. Novak used to wear her hair like this. I mean, you know, it's not manly, but yeah. Oh, my plug. They say you look great though in it. So, all right. I'm um, happy. Real I'm quick, happy. let me do a quick commercial. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. Uh, last week. Last week. Why is that doing that? Because your microphone sucks your equipment. Last is, week and your equipment is for the birds cheap. They say we both look gorgeous. But anyway, last week and the week before, um uh both our shows we did really, really good, you guys. So please tune into this one too on the afterplay. We wanna tell everybody they can hear us live on W4CY radio every Wednesday from twelve to two PM Pacific time or three to five PM Eastern time. We're also on K four HD radio in LA, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, 
Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. There's a bunch of other ones, but those are the biggest ones. And on TV, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, YouTube, and JSW Television on Jimmy Star's World. We're um, all over the friggin' place. It's amazing how this this little show took off. Actually, it was a little show, and then I came on it. It became a big show. But uh, not that I'm the responsibility of it, the responsible one for it. But So let's bring in our guest. Meanwhile, you look very Christmas. I just, no, I just like this. Yeah, you look crisp. Me, Jimmy's very cheap. We've got to get good equipment, Jim, because this has got to go on and off. Hey, there he is, the buddy boy. Make sure we don't hear him echoing in the background. Hello, Keith. What's up? Say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. How's it going? There you go. All right. Time, no see. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and coolest. Oh, man, my microphone went out. I got to start that all over. Hold on. <laughs> well, stop fucking moving around. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and cool as fuck, Keith Tatnis McCleary. Hello and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, it's an honor. It yeah. uh, feels like just the other day you were on my show, but, you know. <laughs> well, when I was on your show, I had to behave according to your rules. Now you're in my playground. So my first question to you is, handsome, how hung are you? <laughs> oh, shit. The people in the chat room are like, holy shit, we didn't even get an introduction yet. No, all, all the gay guys and the women are screaming because you're so sexy and handsome. Now, if you got a big eight, nine feet... Lie, say you got eight inches and ten inches, and they'll all love you the more. Anyway, enough of that, enough of that dirty stuff. I don't do dirty anymore. I'm getting clean. You know, it's actually hilarious. Uh, I don't know where my mind was at when Jimmy was on my show and asked me to be on. I foolishly said, What are your language parameters for that? And then I was like, For one, I watch the show enough, I should know. And two, Ron is on it, so I already know the language barrier, the language parameters are wide open. (laughs) I I speak the language of romance. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. So we got a chat room full of people. Let's say hi to everybody in the chat room. And then you got to give a special shout out to Eileen because she's having trouble in the chat room for some reason. So she says, make sure you say hi from Eileen. So she says hi, say hi back. Hey, Eileen. Thanks. for everything. <laughs> the reason Eileen is having trouble with her computer is, honey, you can't have your vibrator going while you're on the computer. It interferes <laughs> with the signal. So turn your vibrator off. I know he's cute, but what can I tell you? We want to give a shout out to Stefan Bell's uh, not in the chat room, but he's like on Twitter tweeting stuff about it. So uh, hey, hello Stephane. to Stefan. Kisses to Tina from me. There you go. Um, I love Tina. Stefan's wife is one. You know, we they're all to, laughing. Too we have to have Tina and and Stefan out. I haven't seen Tina in a long time, and I miss her. She's so sweet. And we can invite her for Christmas. I think we do so. a Christmas. <laughs> if Christmas happens. <laughs> I think so. I love Tina. She's the sweetest girl in the world. He likes you too, Stefan. <laughs> no, Stefan is okay. He's weird. You know, I mean, <laughs> Stefan smokes a lot of pot. So if you if you get him loaded, he's pretty good mellow. But if you don't get him loaded, you know. But Tina's straight. She doesn't do anything. And she's a nurse and she's a brilliant woman. She's an Asian American and gorgeous and stunning and sweet. I love it. I love Tina. Well, I love you, Steph. So there you go. I, I like Steph. I like Steph. Steph is a cool guy. But you know, I don't have three hours to sit there and get one sentence. <laughs> 
anyway, anyway, all is good. We got a chat room full of people. We got Tadness on the show. So first thing I want to like talk about. First of all, you guys, uh, he asked. He actually has a show called Tatness. And uh, Jimmy, let me before I bang you in the fucking head with this mic. Just stop jitterbugging around. Hold your mic steady so it doesn't go on and off. You lame brain. I haven't moved it. It's still doing. I'm it. going to beat you. Anyway, to you guys, when the New York Weekly Times and the Los Angeles Weekly Times picked us as the number one uh, web show podcast in the world for 2020, they also picked him at number, I think, 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's number 10 and uh, he's got a great show. He's very cool. And not only is he a great TV host, but he's a wrestler. He's a tattoo artist. He's got all kinds of cool and shit he's got going 10 on. 10 inches, girls. And he's, 10 inches. And, he's, and he's hung like a horse. Hung like a <laughs> Hung like a, a mule. If he bangs you, you'll never forget his. If he bangs you, you'll never forget it, girls. So trust I wanna, me. I want to talk a little bit about the whole wrestling thing, though, because you're wrestling now, too, right? Or you're training to wrestle uh, now? It's MMA. Uh, I do go to the gym all the time. I took a hiatus because of everything that happened with my son, as everybody knows. Uh, but MMA is something I have not ruled out going back to in the future. Um, at least maybe just to finish it out. Uh, I'm in a position now where I don't need to get punched in the face for a living. So that's nice. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, I might kind of, while I'm not any more brain dead than I was going into it, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, not push my luck and pursue. So what is, so tell me, so first of all, you guys, MMA, so that's the shit in the cage, right? Where like anything goes. Yeah. Um, but you know what I find really weird about it is sometimes you guys get in a position where your nose is up some guy's ass. I mean, <laughs> how do you deal with that? I mean, you're straight guys, gay guys might like it, but See? straight guys, you know, two straight guys wrestling, their, their balls are in each other's faces. I mean, come on, that gets pretty, you know, uh, gross at times. Yeah, that's not really my style of fighting. I'm more into kickboxing and things like that. Uh, you're thinking of grapplers who uh, like the takedowns and things like that. And uh, not really my specialty, um, but I totally get what you're saying. And, <laughs> and uh, especially considering if you go to YouTube, you can find incidents where guys have shit themselves while fighting. Well, that's really pretty. Listen, <laughs> you know, I could see I could see a guy and a girl wrestling like that, and the girl gets the guy in a headlock, and his mouth and his nose are right on her snatch. I could see him humming, you know, a, 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 to make her feel good. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times I pitch that. They just don't seem to go for it. Well, the, ca the camera will never know that you're vibrating her box. But, you know, then she might let you win. So, no, for a serious thing, though, how did you actually get into MMA? Because that's not like that's not like you would just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm going to go and, like, fucking get the shit kicked out of me. And, and you won a lot, right? I, I haven't lost yet, so it's uh, it's good times. Um, <laughs> how big are you? How how tall are you? I'm six foot five, 265 pounds. I'm how, in the how, how tall are you? Six five? Yep. Oh, yeah, you're a fucking mean motherfucker, oh, you though. You've got to have at least 12 inches. Size <laughs> 14 shoes. I mean, I hate shoe shots. <laughs> what, what, what size shoe? 14. 14. Oh, Girls? Know, you know what they say, big feet, big meat. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. So so what did you? how did you actually get into being an MMA you know, fighter? Uh, it, it's funny. I applied for the military – and uh, I qualified for the um, trades that I wanted, 
And then they told me, well, we're so booked up here in Canada. It's like there's a three-year minimum wait list. And I was like, well, I got to do something in the meantime, you know, for a, a career. And I've spent all this time training in the gym. So I walked into an MMA gym one day that's owned by a former professional wrestler that worked for WWE. And they have um, – it's a Olympic quality training facility. So they have the cage. They have a wrestling and boxing ring. Uh, they got a green runway strip for sprinters. They got everything. And I went into the oh, cave. They got a what for splinters? No, sprinters. Oh, I said splinters. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked into the cage one day and it just, I was like, yeah, this just feels right to me. Um, and never I had an idea when I walked out of that gym that my life would be completely different. Um, you know, I made a name for myself in that sense and then every other way it seemed like everything i touched just worked out so i owe him a ton of credit uh you know it really got me out of a shitty spot in life back then because i was broke and i was just trying to you know find something that i enjoy rather than uh you know working for someone else answer me a question do you wear a cup so if you get kicked in nuts the jewels don't hurt yeah it still hurts like hell though <laughs> no, but seriously, does the cup prevent you from being in pain? No, no, no. The impact is brutal. Um, there's a lot of incidents where like guys have been hit so hard that, in spite of it, uh, they're down and they're hurt, man. They're they're really hurt. Uh, it, did, you know, did you know that you could become impotent from that? Uh, I knew a guy that was a bicycle rider, and he was a professional. He rode bike for races and stuff, and he used to slip off the pedal and hit his nuts on the bar. And no, seriously, as we all did as little boys, I remember falling on that thing all the time. And they said that it causes some kind of a damage and you can't uh, get an erection. So how's your erection? So they're right. I haven't been hitting the nuts yet. I'm thankful. Uh, oh, good, good, good. I people with good aim. Hold on. Two, you got out of that wait, question. Wait, wait, yeah, we quickly. got three things here, though. Okay, number one, they want you to hold your hands up to the screen. So they see how big. So they want to see are. how big your hands are. There you go. Oh, so yeah. That was Teresa Saban, by the way. She yeah. wants. She's like, let's see his hands. Measure thumbs. Then somebody asked, "Why did you choose MMA over wrestling?" And then, um, uh, and then, uh, what's his face? Dave Hughes says, "Wrestling is fixed and MAA is proper." Like, uh, so wrestling was fixed years ago. Remember, gorgeous George. Gorgeous George was a straight guy who bleached his hair and acted like a fag. And everybody hated him because he was a gay man. Oh, my God, look at queer, queer. But Gorgeous George became so famous. Absolutely. It was, it was, all those wrestlers were fixed. Did you know that I knew Rocky Marciano, the boxer? Really? Yes, Rocky was married to my friend who was, um, oh, Jesus Christ, from, from, from McMillan and wife, uh, Maggie. Uh, Martha Ray. Martha Ray and I were dear friends for many years. Uh, Martha had a brother who was gay who had a crush on me, but he was some kind of a, something was wrong with him. I forgot what, but he was not quite, you know, like we are. He had some sort of a mental problem. Like we are. No, 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 I mean, he had, he had disability. He, okay, was, a, he okay. was a disabled person. And Nobody used to talk. We, we used to hang out at a restaurant on Third Avenue with Martha and and uh, what's his name, Milton Berle, the whole crowd and uh, names that you don't know, but they were very famous names in the 1950s. And I was nice to her brother all the time, and she so appreciated that, and we became great friends. And then she married Rocky Marciano. Well, I went up to their house in Jackson Heights, Queens, for dinner. 
I have never spoken to anyone so brain dead in my life as Rocky Marciano. Seriously. Marciano or Graciano? Which one? Marciano. Marciano. And uh, he just couldn't put a sentence together. And I said to Martha, I said, how could you live with him? He doesn't speak or anything. She said, no, but he fucks like a rabbit. <laughs> so, I, so I just looked at Martha. I said, well, what else can you ask for? So wait a second. So go back, though. So, like, why did you choose, you chose MMA over wrestling? Um, yeah, for many reasons. Again, like like somebody suggested, the legitimacy of it all. Um, it's more competitive. It's not scripted and, you know, someone decides who wins and who loses. Um, the schedule is completely different. Uh, you're not on the road 300 plus days a year, whereas with pro wrestling, you are. Uh, that's not for me. Um, so I love the competitive nature. That's just who I am. And uh, it, it's funny talking about pro wrestling. Um my producer is going to kill me for this, but I, I pick on her every day. Cause now that we have to wear masks and shit all the time to go anywhere, she's got a leopard print mask. And I always tell her, it looks like she's wearing Jimmy Snuka's banana hammock on her face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, pro wrestling, the choreography is beautiful. It's all rehearsed choreography. And if you're a dancer, you can see the moves exactly how they're timing the steps and the distance to do the performance. So they don't really hurt each other. And that flipping on the ropes and standing up and flipping in the air. And oh, the best part is being hit with the, with the folding chair. As you know, of folding chair will make a lot of noise but it won't hurt so it's it's all proppy and very phony but the audiences seem to love it still i mean it's been around on television since television started and it's been phony as hell i mean i i can't bear it i look at it i think it's ridiculous the, the unfortunate thing is the injuries in that industry are a lot more prominent than in mma um, there, it's worse. Uh, there's a lot worse that has happened to people, undiagnosed concussions and things of that nature. So at the end of the day with, with MMA, it's like you get in, you make your money, you get out, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, pro wrestling as scripted as it is, people get really torn up it, like surgeries all the time. And, uh, you know, that's not really my thing either. <laughs> Shortening your career. Well, there's no, um. There's... I, I also find kickboxing. What you do, I find very primitive, and I'm against it. I'm telling you, I'm being honest. I feel that two human beings should not be hurting each other for a sport. There are so many other sports that you can do, but to see two men in there bleeding and beating each other up to me is barbaric, unnecessary. And... You make a lot of money doing that. No, you don't. Well, I'm sure the guys who win do. Yeah. You do. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you call a lot of money? A football player makes $14 million a year. Well, they don't make that much money. Well, that's a, that's how a, much does like the top MMA guy, you think? How much money does it like? If you're like the number one MMA guy in the world, how much money do you think they make? Well, I mean, you look at Conor McGregor when he did that Mayweather fight, which was a cash grab, to be honest with you. They made like a few hundred mil, I believe. Um, hundred each. mil. That's, yeah, Even okay. Each. Like, uh, I think Mayweather obviously got more money out of it, but uh, I, I think McGregor got uh, at least 30 million or more out of the deal. Ridiculous. One fight. Ridiculous <laughs> to pay those people that kind of money for so, punching each so other. So I like to go Ridiculous. on Facebook. I like to go on Facebook on my phone and watch the little videos that pop up, and I subscribe to all these movie feeds. So I don't know the name of the movie. 
But there's a movie where Tom Hardy's tra- training in a gym and then he wants to get and fight the MMA guy and then he goes and beats the guy and then he beats him again in a real match and it looks like the greatest movie ever. Do you ever have you ever seen that movie? Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I haven't, but it sounds cool. Uh, okay, I, we, we, need, we need to find out what movie that is where he's like a fighter and he like fights people because like I watched a clip from it over and over. It's like really, really freaking good. What's sad about these salaries? They get these football players and baseball players in the loot of twenty five million, thirty million. That money could be donated to the Foundation for AIDS Research or now for the virus, the, the coronavirus. I mean, so many places that money could go to to do good, not to give some crazy bastard who's punching the face in, of somebody else. <laughs> for, for I mean, what is $30 million? How yeah, do you, the same thing. You could say that about football, basketball. No, 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 no. no. But how do you earn $30 million by punching somebody around? I once punched a guy. You saw it. And... <laughs> I, it's true. And we didn't get any money, and we got thrown out. <laughs> and I, and I, got, I got banned from it. It was a pre, it was a pre Academy Award party, and the guy got nasty and said, and told me I looked like a what do you call a faggot? A Miami Vice faggot. My, I was dressed like a Miami Vice faggot, so I gave him a right hook and a kisser, and he went down, and I beat him up. And, that was at seventy nine. And I got <laughs> I was at seventy nine years old. And I, I was thrown out. I was very insulted. Yeah, but the guy was bleeding all over the place. It was yeah, awesome. I don't give a shit about him. I I, <laughs> I feel bad that I was thrown out because I was verbally attacked by being called the Miami Vice faggot, which was not I nice. bet nobody calls you anything though, right, Tatness? Which why the way he goes by Tatness, you guys. Nobody does the, does nobody really fucks with you, right? Because you're six foot five. I've never had a problem, um, honestly. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's weird because, like, I'm, I'm, a, I like to think I'm a friendly enough person. Um, so you get internet trolls once in a while, but they don't know who you are. Yeah, so, we get all those too. I did have one guy. He's a drunk that like does Facebook Live things in a shed. And calls it a show, which is amazing. <laughs> and uh, one day he like attacked, verbally attacked this guy's wife and kid. And I'm like, no, nah, you don't do that shit. So I called him out. This stupid motherfucker, he called, you know, he, he gets on the Internet and starts saying, fly out here and fight me. And somebody told him, you don't have a clue who you're talking to. If he does this for a living. He'll destroy you. So he's like, I don't care. Come out and do it then. And we'll get it on video. And I'm like, so you can make a payday and get your five you know, minutes of fame because I destroy somebody who's not even a trained fighter. So I told him, I said, hey, man, uh, we can do it for charity, like train, lift a weight or two once or twice in your life and uh, actually train, take it seriously. And I would happily you know, do something for charity. Um, and uh, he had no part of it. Like he wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so that's as far as that went with someone screwing with me. But uh Dave Hughes says, don't talk about him in his shed. No, but listen, <laughs> listen. But my mother could deck you in two minutes, and I'm not lying. My mother was five foot four. I remember my mother teaching my sister, who was a very sexy, beautiful blonde. She looked like Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. And my mother said, if ever a man attacks you, grab him by the balls and twist them. And that's what my mother would do with you, six foot five. She'd grab you by your balls and twist them that you you would be powerless. You would you would beg for her to let go. And she wouldn't let go. You could kill her. She wouldn't let go. <laughs> because I know when I was bad, my mother used to say in Italian, Stichapo, Stichapo, we're going to grab him. And she'd run after me to grab me by my balls. And I used to run because I know once she did grab me and it wasn't pleasant. 
I love that you said that because hilariously enough, if you go to YouTube, there's a video of a fan watching an MMA fight that literally yells, grab his dick and twist it. No, not his dick. A dick won't hurt. The balls. For some reason, balls are sensitive. If you grab a man's balls and you twist them around like this, a complete, you know, 20-foot turn, you you faint. First of all, you'll faint. And the pain is excruciating. And, you know, so that's what women out there have to do. If ever, God forbid, ladies are attacked by some maniac to be raped, don't scream. Just grab him by the balls. Make sure it's his balls, not his dick. And twist. And you watch the guy go down, then run like a son of a bitch. You gotta love it. So I had no idea you were six foot five, first of all. And and when I was on Tatnis' show the other day, and he's a big horror fan, and I'm a big horror fan. At six foot five and a build like you've got, dude, we should be like making you be like the next Michael Myers or the next Jason or the next who, somebody who has not been created yet to be the next big killer in horror movies because all he, those he guys could, are big could, like you. You could totally do that. Yeah, and you could be some horror killer. We you could, could be somebody really no, big. No, we, we could name you Big Dick. And <laughs> No, seriously, and you kill people by bludgeoning them to death with your penis. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that movie would sell in a minute. Everybody would go to see that film for sure. That uh, the whole idea of doing like a horror movie like that would be the coolest thing ever. And the funny story is before all of this, when I was just working jobs to make ends meet, at one point I worked in um, a meat packing plant. Oh, and we had to wear masks and like these long white uh, aprons. And I had the meat hook and I'm grabbing these big blocks of frozen beef and dragging them and I'm covered in blood. And this guy comes up to me that was a friend of mine at the job and said, uh, I got to tell you, man, with someone your size, there's something unsettling about seeing you wearing a big white bloodied apron with a meat hook dragging around big 60 pound blocks of meat. <laughs> Just not that, that, that is scary. We should make I, a I, movie wait, called The Butcher. Wait, I have a lot of I have a lot of gay friends and they love meatpacking. Um, <laughs> you know. That would make a good, but no, there, but there is a the movie. Butcher. There is one out called The Butcher. Yeah, we well, can make a remake of it and the, put somebody better the in butcher, it. The Butcher was a, a matter of fact, there's a doll at Spirit Halloween that's The Butcher. Yeah, there's where's a doll for the butcher. And he Halloween. stands there with a cleaver and he, you know, does this with the cleaver. You totally, though, since you're a horror fan, we should like work on trying to like create, create you as a character in a movie to, to be a, the next big killer. Um, I would be all over that. Because that shit would be awesome. So let's talk horror a little bit since it's October and this is horror month for me. And I'm all excited about it. And uh, and Ron, even though even though Ron doesn't like horror movies, he's in a bunch of <laughs> Well, the movies that I'm in are not so bad so far. Um, I got eaten in the basement by a rat in one. I mean, you know, I really haven't been killed off. That's oh. okay, but you're in horror movies. Oh, so. I'm in them, but Let's I'm, go to I'm tennis. Not, I'm not in the bloody gory scene. I already know the answer to this question, but the people in the chat room will love it because there's a lot of horror fans in the chat room. So tell us about the. Uh, so, so what are your like f- favorite horror movie franchises? I am a huge Nightmare on Elm Street freak. Uh, anything that has to do with it, I collect it. Um, I love it. Halloween's another one. Yeah, uh, I, I love Halloween. I'm actually friends with Sandy Johnson, who was uh, Judith Myers in the first one in 78. And uh, I, I kind of screw with people that I know. And I'm like, you probably know her from like Playboy, you bunch of pervert degenerates. But she was. You know. Dave Hughes, you're talking. Dave Hughes, he's talking right to you, Dave. <laughs> I feel like I let that poor guy down a lot today because, first of all, I'm not a gorgeous woman. So, I mean, that just kind of ruined it for him. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he likes to turn in, tune in for the hot women that come on the show. <laughs> so, so listen, though, we have this friend. Well, well, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe if he's horny enough, if you stand up and show him your ass, he might, he might get happy from that. So we have this friend who did our theme song. Her name's Ozzy Aziz, and I met her oh, in Florida. She's a, a friend of mine for 20 years. Love and her. we've been in a bunch of movies and stuff together. And so we went to Halloween Horror Nights when the theme in Orlando, which is when they have like the whole – they have like a big haunted house filled with each one is a different theme. And one of the themes was Freddy Krueger. And she is a Freddy Krueger freak. She like loves Freddy Krueger. And uh, we've been hanging out with the real Robert England, who was Freddy Krueger. It's Freddy Krueger. So we went to the haunted house. And every time like a Freddy Krueger person would like jump out the scare, she'd like run over and kiss him all the way through <laughs> the whole thing because she's like sexually turned on by Freddy Krueger. And so uh, and I have a bunch of Freddy Krueger stuff. Where is Ozzy? She's traveling. She's in like Turkey or something. I mean, she's all over the freaking world. I mean, she's. I mean, she promised the next time she comes to California, where she lives, she's coming to visit us. She said definitely she wants to see us. I love Ozzy. She's the bestest. Oh, actually, uh, actually, uh, Rebel from Talk Four TV says we could write a movie called The Butcher, The Baker, and The Candle Maker. It'll have three killers that work together in, in, in toucher and killing, but in the style of Hitchcock. That would be good instead of in the style of just bloody muddy. <laughs> you know, I was offered a part years ago and um, I turned it down because I think they somebody with a cleaver cuts my arm off and I urinate and I fall in my, my own urine. My face goes in my own urine. And I thought, you know, you got to be kidding. I mean, really, do I need a film like this? Ron's really not like good into those water sports, so he no, doesn't want no, to fall no, no. into I'm not, about, I'm not about to make it. I pee. My, they cut my arm off. I pee myself. The puddle's there, and I fall down, and my face goes in the puddle. Now, people love that shit. Who wants to see somebody in their own urine? Directed by R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't say whose film it is because I get in trouble, but I, I won't say. Whose film it was? That's hilarious, though. So you like Freddy Krueger? You like Michael Myers? And uh, what about Jason? Not a Jason fan, or Jason's okay? I like Jason too. I, I yeah, I'm, I I do uh, dig Friday the Thirteenth as well. Um, there's a hilarious story about that. When I was a kid, uh, my cousin and I saw it for the first time. Uh, the first one though that he wasn't in, but um, Ari Lehman's character, you know, Jason as a boy jumps out of the because we hear this music. My cousin and I were steering clear of the living room not watching it on TV because uh, we saw some of the kills and we're like, no. Nope. And then, of course, at the end, you hear this pleasant music. So we're kids and we're like, it's finally over. And the second we go and actually look in the direction of the TV, he jumps out of the water, scares the seven shades of shit out of us. And uh, my aunt's boyfriend at the time came in the house. and was like, what's wrong with you guys? You look like you've seen a ghost. And we told him what we saw. He's like, oh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, you know, that's based on a true story, you know. He's like, in fact, my friends just went to that camp this summer, and I haven't heard from them since. I hope they're okay. And we're like, no. <laughs> anyway, the new thing to look for, there's a movie coming out, Blind, by with Sarah French in it, who's coming on next week. And they have a pretty boy doll now and a pretty boy mask. Pretty costume, boy, a whole costume. A whole costume. So pretty boy is going to be the next big horror uh, like Jason or Freddy. Like Jason or Freddy. So I would say to everybody out there, if you want to be different this Halloween, and for sure you're not going to look like anybody else, find out 
from, I guess on somebody's website, how to uh, buy a blind mask and outfit. And we need to get you as the next big one, which, by the way, Angela Joseph is in the chat room, and she says, Ari Lehman, that he was talking about there, he's in Clown Motel 1 and 2. Oh, good. Everybody's in Clown 1 and Motel. I think Trump, Donald Trump is in there, too. <laughs> He's one of the clowns. So anyway, no, I like that whole thing, though. Like, what about the Saw series? Like, I like the Saw series a lot. Did you like any of that? I love the story. When I saw the first one, I was like, that's actually brilliant. You know, like, I thought it was really graphic, you know, and like, uh, but it wasn't just about gore. It actually had a cool story and a concept that was never done before, uh, to my knowledge, anyway. And uh, I thought it was really actually fascinating that they put that much thought into it. pretty cool idea well the films that you really have to watch are just probably the best films made this year and one is clown motel 2 and the other one is the big friggin rat and they runs in it well that's why they're wonderful (laughs) that's why they're wonderful films because i'm in it if i were not in those films they'd be shit a ruse but but because i'm in those films they are sensational um no seriously uh, Clown Motel 2 is going to be quite a trip. I cannot wait to see it. That'll the, be next the, year, though. At, yeah, well, I'll wait. I'm not going to die soon. Um, <laughs> you know, the red carpet. I cannot wait to go to the red carpet for the for that. And also, the big friggin' rat is so well done. And the, the monster created by Joe Castro is breathtaking. So you've got to see those two films. Absolutely. I, like, love it. And, you know, and when I'm on the screen, stand up and applaud. <laughs> obviously Obviously. (laughs) okay okay so then you got like oh because we we've had a bunch of like we've had ari lehman on our show and for friday the 13th the 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 guy who played um jason when they when he wore the canvas bag over his head that was steve dash and he was a good friend of mine we have to get on oh Tony Curtis's daughter, Jan, uh, Jamie Lee. She's, Jamie. Yeah, good luck with that one. Why? I knew, I knew her father very well. He and I were friends. Well, anyway, she's a star of all of them. And actually, we want to give her a kudos because when the last Halloween came out in 2000, that was it, 2018, right? Yeah. It was like the number one, the first time I like a woman's film that had a leading person that the lead character was over 50 or something and a female you know, that did so much money. It was like the highest grossing movie ever for a woman so star I, over 50. I think, if, I think if I could contact, I need a contact to get to her. I hate agents and managers because they never give the star the, the message. But if I could get, if somebody out there knows Jamie and I can get to her, I will tell her how, how close her father and I were at looking alike and also uh, being of the same personality. I'd love to have her. She's fucking awesome. Well, she's a nice girl. And the next she's, Halloween she's got pushed a, back. She's not a snob or a Hollywood bitch. She's a brat. She's like a regular person, I understand. But Tony spoke about her quite a bit. So I know some inside dirt on her growing up as a kid with Janet Lee. Mm-hmm. But um, she sounds like a nice person. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, that last Halloween was oh, freaking Tony, awesome. Oh, Tony Curtis was like my, my most favorite of all. I mean, there's nobody that beats uh, Tony Curtis. He was funny. Actually, Tess, he's young. Do you know who Tony Curtis Wait, is? Do you know who Tony Curtis absolutely. is? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. I said, the first time I met him, I said, people say we look alike. He said, no, we don't. I'm much better looking. <laughs> he was much better looking. So I, I, I bonded right there. We became the very best of friends for quite a while. So also, you guys, Tadness, besides doing all the things he does, he's also a tattoo artist and an artist artist um, where he like makes like even Eileen. Eileen told me she thinks he's one of the best illustrators she's ever seen in, his li- I know, in her she life. She wants you to do a nude of her and she will lay on her bed naked. 
and you could sketch her from your computer. The only problem is when she lays on the bed naked, you only see partial breasts because half the breasts are off the bed and out the window. And, you know, because they're so large. So it's very hard to, you know, sketch her completely naked. You'll have to improvise on about three feet of breast. Good. You guys can also, right, Eileen. You can also go to Tatnus, T A T T N E S S C O dot com, Tatniscode dot com, uh, to see like all the different like stuff that he's got going on and that he does. And then he, he has a shitty Twitter following, so everybody should follow him on Twitter. It's at Tatnus the T A T T N E S S T H E because we need to get him some followers. Yes, um, and getting back to Eileen's breasts, if <laughs> if you cannot get her nipples to sketch, you want to sketch her nipples. Just copy a 1955 Cadillac hubcap. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So You don't know what a hubcap is? I know what a hubcap is, but I don't know what a, a Cadillac hubcap looks like. A very say. big, very big hubcap. With like a nipple, a big nipple or something sticking it had, out? It had like a nipple in the middle. My fr- I had a friend of mine, Evelyn, who gorgeous, blonde, sexy, and she had a pair of knockers on her, like a, a 20-inch waist and, and like 40 Ds big big chest and we were walking in the village and we passed the strip club and one of the guys was outside he said hey blondie you want to come in and work here and she said no and i looked at him i said no she can't work here because she hasn't got pasties big enough so the guy said we could arrange something i said yeah if you steal hubcaps off of a caddy and that joke went and and they always reminded me about the evelyn cadillac joke they want to know what's a pasty What's a pasty? A pasty is a little sequin thing you stick on your nipples so that you don't look. You, in other words, you're allowed to show your breasts, but not your nipples back in those days. So if you covered your nipples with a tassel or a little, uh, it's a, just a nipple cup. It was called a pasty. Where the fuck are you people from? <laughs> oh, that's funny, though. I don't know what uh, they're saying strippers use them. Strippers use them, not only strippers, but a lot of married women use them. You know, because you're married doesn't mean you go to bed in a flannel pajama. I mean, come on, that doesn't turn a guy on. If your husband has been avoiding you lately, maybe he's got a girlfriend. But if he doesn't have a girlfriend, put on a G-string and pasties and straddle him and you watch him go like a rabbit. Everybody in the chat room, like, I don't even know what FFS means, but Dave Hughes wrote FFS is run on form or what? Oh, he, what does FFS stand for? Probably something filthy. It means, it means for fuck's sakes. Oh. What does it mean? For fuck's sake. Uh, coming from David of course, Tatnus knows. Right. <laughs> right, right. But seriously, I mean, I wear some very provocative underwear sometime when I want to get Jimmy's attention. I wear a, a, a black slingshot or a yellow slingshot. And it's kind of, even at my age, you know, screw he it. He looks great. And I look great in it. And Jimmy, I get his attention immediately. Hey. Their mic went off. No, I can't do anything about it. It's not, it's not actually the mic. It's the board because I spilled coconut that day. The okay. board is shut. But you know what? Sex in a marriage has to be worked on, folks. Don't take it for granted. Don't think because you're married 10 years, you're going to roll over and do a sideways thing and get rid of him because that's not what you do. Keep it alive. Re, re, reinvent it. Do fantasy. You know, do, do – I like pickup. Pickup is a good game to play. You sit on the bed like – your husband's driving a car. He's sitting on the bed driving, and he stops the car, and he picks you up, and you're a beautiful girl, and he invites you to come in the car. You need a lift, and you go sit next to him on the bed, and then he's saying, where can I take you to? And then you could say, oh, to the darkest place you could find, 
And he said, okay, baby, I'm going to drive you into the woods. And then you play the game and it's fun. I actually play drive in. Teresa Saban wrote, ask Keith about his girlfriend and his wife. Or is it, oh, it's his girlfriend or wife, I guess. You have a girlfriend or a wife? <laughs> yes. That's news to me about being married. I don't know about all that, but uh, that's funny. <laughs> He's got a girlfriend. He's probably got lots of them. Probably. <laughs> Notice that he's not saying anything, though, so you don't know. I'm going to now that Ron gave me the endorsement he gave. Jesus, I mean. <laughs> right. You're going to have a lot of girls. That's right. You're going to have all of them. Although I must tell you, I had a very good friend of mine who was a prostitute, and she was an Ava Gardner lookalike. She was beautiful. This is back in 1960. And she used to say that uh, seven inches is perfect. Anything beyond that is not comfortable. And she was a hooker. Uh, you know, I mean, she probably had, you know, a toll booth at her tunnel, but uh, you know. she probably did, though. That's true, though. I love you. My best audience. I wish all my audiences were like you. How he, he rolls with it, too, though. He knows well, how to roll. It's not about his box. It's about a friend's box. Tracy Saban, though, says a hooker would know. And you know what the sad part is? I lost track of Fran. And years later, I said, anybody ever see what happened to Fran Tyne? They said, yeah, she worked in New Jersey in a glass-blowing factory and blew herself to death. <laughs> so I thought, what an evil bitch that was that said that. <laughs> you got to like love it. All right, so let's say, let's see. I want to, like, somehow steer the conversation to something Halloween-y for us. Halloween. Okay, what are we doing Halloween, Jimmy? What are we dressing as? I go and drag every Halloween. It's like a, It's like a... A thing. I mean, we didn't last year though. Last year we went to Superman, but now we don't even know if we're going anywhere. Yeah, but even if I go in the house, I'm gonna. So, go what's your there. favorite Halloweeny movie to watch? Like, if you were gonna like sit down and your go-to, it's Halloween. I gotta make sure I don't miss this movie. What movie do you see? Uh, definitely Halloween. I mean, that seems to make sense um, for sure. Uh, or, of course, anything Nightmare on Elm Street based. Uh, I, I love any of those obviously uh just horror in general i think during halloween season it's uh it, it you know it's kind of a go-to exorcist is another one if that comes on um yeah i, I like the exorcist now do you have do you have any tendencies of putting on women's apparel would you ever go and drag <laughs> uh you know it hasn't crossed my mind but you know i mean for the right price you know <laughs> So you would put on a bra and panties. That's interesting. So, hey, out there, anybody want to pay? Give him 500 bucks to put on a bra and panties, and he's yours. Now we want to give a quick shout-out. Goddess is in the chat room. Oh, give me a fucking Hey, Goddess, what's up? We've missed you. Oh, no, no, we don't miss her. I'm going to bitch smack her when I see her. Goddess, how dare you desert me all this time? You know how much I love you. Where were you? What have you been doing, and what are you up to? private message me please now you come into my life again to destroy me you you beautiful gorgeous creature she says love you i love I and everybody love else says they watch horror every day so it's like fun and she says she's sorry she'll tell us later no goddess is like uh, one of goddess has been with us since the beginning of the show and uh, her name i named her goddess because she is she's the most beautiful thing and she disappeared and i don't know what happened just went away and she kept sending me private messages. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm, this is happening. You know, all kinds of weird shit. What was her real name? Lisa. Yes. Lisa what? 
I don't remember. I, don't remember. I just know Goddess. I, I, I do everybody by nicknames. Even even having Tatnus on today, like when I was writing up my notes, I wrote Tatnus, and I was like, fuck, what's his first name? Keith, Kevin. I couldn't fucking think of it because I just know him as Tatnus. And it's what, like I know people on Twitter. I don't know their real name. I know their Twitter handles. You know, and so like Dave Hughes is in the chat room and now I know his name is Dave Hughes, but I know he stars now UK on Twitter. So I used to always just say, hey, stars now UK is in the chat room because like I knew well, who he was. Well, that's the same thing with Eileen Shapiro. Hey, her Twitter name is Tits. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows her by Tits. So what? So is horror your favorite genre? What about like action films? Because you could also be like an action star, kind of like I, The Rock you or in love with this guy or what? You got him all these things? No, I I'm trying to. the fam, you faggot. Nah, he's too young. <laughs> what does that mean? You only like older people? Yeah. Well, then what are you doing with me? <laughs> No, do you watch action films? Love them. Uh, anything Schwarzenegger, I'm a fan of. Um, I love Die Hard, of course. I, how could you not? Uh, yeah, Rob, Tom, Die Hard. Who? You like Die Hard? Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis. Um, interesting guy. I can't go into the story, but I was told a story. I can't say it. Forget it about Bruce Willis, but he's very hung, by the way. Ron just knows how, who's got a big cross. No, 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 only because I'm told these things. People tell me these things. I don't know why they think I'm interested, but it's part of luncheon conversation. Yeah. But Bruce Willis, I won't tell the story because it's private. I'm sorry, folks. I don't mean to give you teasers, but. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know who told me that? Who? The witch. The, the 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 crazy lady, the witch. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She she predicted something in Bruce's house, and it happened. Oh yeah, we're not allowed. That was when he was married to Demi Moore. You're right. We he can't was say that. Married to Demi. Maybe yeah, we, we can't can. say that. No. I think we can because she wrote it in her book, so it's published. Bruce Willis was banging the maid, and my friend, who's a psychic, told Debbie De- Demi. Demi. Go home right now because you're going to catch Bruce Willis banging the maid. And she ran home and caught him banging the maid and divorced him. And that's from, uh, what's her name? I can't say her name because then you'll know who it is. Plus, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> she, she lives here in Palm Springs. She's a psychic to all the movie stars. And she told us that story, but she wrote it in her book. Dave likes it because anything about talking about banging, Dave likes. No, but that she wrote it in her book. Therefore, it's public knowledge. It's not my saying it. I'm quoting a book. It's in my opinion. So that's the story of Bruce Willis. So tell us, too, then. You're also like – because somebody in the chat room wrote, like, tell us about, like, the tattoo stuff that you do. So you're a ta- so how did you learn to be a tattoo artist? Um, I was always into art. And uh, the artist that did a lot of my work actually um, gave me my start and kind of taught me everything I know, uh, which didn't charge me anything for it. Didn't, you know, just took me out for dinner one time and was like, here's what you need to know. Here's the basic stuff. And uh, practice, 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 practice. And taught me that it's not so much about your artistic background. When it comes to tattooing, you have to be a mechanic. You have to understand the machine and know why it works the way it does. So if something goes wrong with it, you know how to fix it. Um, If you're not getting the desired result, you know how to change that. Uh, So it was kind of a natural thing. But once I got into it, um, I mean, we talked about this, how people change around you because tattoos aren't cheap. And all of a sudden you have 90 some best friends that uh, want free tattoos done and you know, you never hear from them until they want something from you. And then you got, you know, 
so it kind of sucked the life out of it. I didn't enjoy it anymore, and I love art, so I don't want to end up hating it. So I kind of stepped away from that, um, and uh, I'm not. I'm still open to doing it again, but this time on on my terms, like when I choose to do it. Uh, but it was a cool experience because you get to talk to people and learn their story as you work on them. But now it's like, I get to do that anyway. And I don't, uh, and you don't have to do a tattoo, right. You know, hunch my back over and, uh, you know, do art that I'm not really in the mood to do, (laughs) you know, art's one of those things. If you're in the mood to do it, it's great. But if you're not, and you're just doing it because you're told to, it's not going to be your best work. So you should put together on your spare time when you're just like goofing around uh, uh, the butcher comic book, and then we could like make a comic book about it, and then take the comic book and try and turn it into a screenplay, and then make a film based on the comic book. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, he's straight, so stop the, the, the pitch. I'm not pitching. I'm giving him career things. I don't ideas. have a tattoo anywhere on my body, Me and, I, and I never would. I find tattooing primitive also. <laughs> it's something that was done by the Incas thousands of years ago in Peru and all those other places. Then it came here to the Hispanic population, and it became very popular with all Caucasians. So everybody and their mother has a tattoo all over their bodies. Well, when they get to be 80, they're going to be a piece of ass for sure. I mean, you're going to only want to see an 80-year-old man with black and blues all over because the skin sags and those tattoos that look like beautiful women with big tits are going to turn out to be old ladies with hanging knuckles. She says she wants one of the original Dracula. What are you, nuts? <laughs> are you out of your mind? You Do you have a lot of tattoos? Scar your body with that bullshit? Yeah, i got a fair amount. <laughs> How many is a fair amount? Uh, we're at a point where like, cause I'm sleeved and things like you can't really count, oh, so you can't count them. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think it's hilarious that Ron and I get along the way we do. Cause I'm like a fucking Neanderthal to him because everything I do is primitive. Absolutely. No, you are a young primitive and we have so many young primitives. It's sad because you have to wear that design. See, I wear printed shirts after two or three times. The shirt bores me. I get rid of it. But you cannot get rid of the scarring on your body. And if I had tattoos up and down my arms that I had to look at for 80 years, I would have screamed. Okay? It's a bore. I don't know what you're trying to push, sell, or do, but it's not attractive to everybody. But it's attractive to certain young ladies that are weird, and they like like motorcycle guys, and they like tattoo men with spears and and horns and and all that shit going on in their bodies. Actually, Weird stuff. In the chat room, they're asking, have you ever tattooed yourself? Absolutely. That's how you begin. That's how you okay. learn. All right. Now, do you have a tattoo on your penis? I've got one actually right above my cash and prizes, so to speak. So, uh, yeah. Does it say that? What does it say? Blow me? <laughs> no, it's just a design. Um, so, but now, uh, that, that had to be pretty racy to put a tattoo above your wang. I mean, what was the purpose in that? So that was you somebody, didn't do that when you're wait, so that somebody's going down yes, on I you. I did actually. So that if somebody's going down on you, they have a picture to look at. I'm just being considerate, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the thing is, too, like when you're tattooing, you got to be able to like stretch the skin and make sure it's done right. So, there's only so many places you can reach on yourself, and every tattoo artist knows like the 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 old school way of learning is you don't do anything to someone else. You would not do on yourself first. So that's how you learn. Um, oh because 
I, I know this gay guy, he had a tattoo put on his asshole right above it, right above it, and it said tunnel of love. <laughs> but beware, you could fall in. Actually, Brad's comedy joined us in the chat room, and he wrote he likes cash and prizes when he said it right above my cash and prizes. Cash and prizes, right? <laughs> okay, they want to know where's the most painful spot to put a tattoo? Testicles. Oh, man. Um, I know that, oddly enough, what might surprise people is the tricep area uh, at the back of your arm sucks. That's, like, really sensitive. The biceps, the, the like, least painful, but the tricep just is terrible. Inside the arm, awful. Um, so those are pretty brutal. And then anything on bone. If you're going to do your ankle or something like that, expect it to suck. Uh, ribs, uh, you know, it's not it's not a day at the beach, man. It's, uh, you know. Well, I, I know that Eileen Shapiro, you know, her chest is so huge that when you lift her breasts, tattoo there is, lick my nipples. She does instructions. She's not in the chat room anymore. She's going to love that. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody's got to tell her. Lick my you, lift her. you lift her breast and it says lick, lick my nipples. Well, a lot of guys don't know it. They think it's a, a television. You know, they twist the knobs. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend of mine. She used to say that. My boyfriend, he doesn't know how to play with my knockers. I said, why? What's wrong? She said he twists my nipples like he's tuning in the TV. <laughs> Did they have the old plastic wood paneling look inciting on yeah, because years ago we had two two knobs on a television. Right. One to change the channel. And, the other. and that's anyway, it was a joke. Gotta <laughs> laugh at this stuff. I mean, I had just crazy friends in my life. God, oh, so many are dead. I wish they were all here and on this show. This show would be all over the world better than number one. It would nobody could beat it. If I had my friends, the characters Don they were Don Hinton says she's got a tattoo. Lady Lake doesn't have a tattoo. I don't think Teresa does either. Um we're about half and half with people with tattoos in the chat room. Well I've seen women with tattoos up to their neck. And I that part I don't like. I don't think it's feminine or attractive, especially like Angelina Jolie, Angie, my little girl, she is full of tattoos. But when she goes to formals, she has makeup put over the tattoos so that in a strapless evening gown, she doesn't look like a butch wrestler with tattoos. Actually, Goddess doesn't have any, and B. Claudia doesn't have any either. No, it's not. Women, it's not. Ladies, it's not necessary to tattoo yourself. When you're young, you think it's cool and groovy. But if you're 75 years old and you're in a fucking wheelchair in a nursing home and you got Popeye on your arm, it's not attractive. <laughs> You kind of like love it. So, all right. So here's what we're going to do, because we're going to have another guest calling in in a minute. So, Keith, let's tell everybody, tell everybody, where do people go to see your show? Let's get some promo out for you uh, to tune people into your show. Oh, man, I'm on like every major platform. Um, I oh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. What is that again? You're on every major platform. Excuse me. Who are you? <laughs> I know, but West Stars, he's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, iHeartRadio, um, Apple. Uh, you got a YouTube channel, right? Absolutely. Um, Podcast One, all sorts of shit. I mean, and Google it, and it's like everywhere, so it's pretty easy to find. If they go to your website, it, are there links for all your, like, where to go? Yeah, I, I actually have a section of all my past guests and then all my appearances on guests you know spots on shows so they can check those out there um 
so it's pretty cool it's easy access uh and it helps me keep track of all the cool guests i have and all the cool shows i get to be a part of um so it's the best of both for everybody there you go. So it's the website, you guys, is tatnisco.com, T-A-T-T-N-E-S-S-C-O.com. And let's follow him on Twitter at Tatnis the. Uh, Tatnis, we want to thank you for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for playing along. It's always a lot of fun. And we'll come back on your show in time. So we, could yeah. talk, we could torture you some more. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much, man. It's been an absolute honor. Anyway, you're good. You're, I, as I said to I shouldn't say this. I get in such trouble. I said to Jimmy, all the interviews they do on me, he's the only one that's good. Isn't that awful? <laughs> Don't ever so he say, liked your show. Don't ever repeat that to anyone. Hey, open invitation anytime you want to come back, man. Uh, it was a blast having you on, both of you. And... Uh, no, me more than I'm better than Jimmy. Jimmy's boring. I was fu- at least I'm funny, and I'm cute, I'm cuter than he is. So you know, makes the difference. That's okay. You can go on. It's up to you. So now he gets hurt. Look how he gets wounded. <laughs> Look, he just curls up like a little like a little worm. No, I'm fine. Look at him. Oh, you're so hurt. Look at you. I'm not you're hurt. handsome. Anyway, you guys. If you were ugly, I would never have gone out with you. So Tannis, man, you're a fucking rock star. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, and we will see you soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. It was a blast. All right. And where can we get those nude photos of you? Uh, in your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a lot of women that wish you were in there. Yeah, box. they're all like, they, they love wish you. you were in their box. But anyway, <laughs> we just promoted you as a sex symbol, you dirty dog. But anyway, your show is good. You're good. I'm fun. You're fun. Everybody's fun. We have to laugh because in times like this, folks, we need to laugh. And if we got to get raunchy, dirty, and downright in the mud, we'll do it just to get you to laugh because the virus is fucking up everyone's minds. And everybody loves you. They said it was very entertaining. Yes, and he's cute. He's got a big wang, and he's six foot five, and he's muscle down. And he's got and chew and it's got a 14 inch 14 foot yeah 14 inch foot <laughs> the only thing is his nose is not big that might ruin it because they say big nose big hose <laughs> i got them all kidding. they want to know if we have an inbox if there's like a group inbox that everybody can see the pictures <laughs> should i make one i told you we have perverts you know we are number one in the world because we have all the number one pervs they're saying yummy yum yum <laughs> yummy, yummy yum yum you love that seriously we you know there's there's, there's two kinds of people for an audience the christians the born again the good people and then there are our audience <laughs> <laughs> the people who love us the people who like downright dirty and ornery and fun you gotta like love it so tannis thanks so much we'll see you soon thanks see you so soon. much man. bye-bye Take care. stay safe stay well stay happy you guys hey. too man Hey, chat room, I think everybody enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun, and Ron was on a roll, and it was fabulous, and everybody laughed and had a good time, so thanks so much. And uh, we got a great audience, you guys. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Our next guest is going to be coming on in just a minute. Well, that's the name of the game. You know, what's going on with Trump sick and Biden demented and the other one? All the negative crap that's out there in the world, the horrible things they're saying about these two fellas, uh, I think it's awful. Uh, we need to laugh and we have to laugh at ourselves and we have to laugh at sex. And uh, it's a good time. Let the good times. Come on, baby. Let the good times roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. I break into song every now and then. Yes. 
But that's what we do best. We make you guys laugh, and you can't wait to come in every week to see what demented shit we're going to pull and how we make our our guests so uncomfortable. But they keep coming back, and they like it. There you go. Yeah, he jumped at it when I asked him because I, I, I needed a cool guest. Well, you know, I mean, we're not exactly. Meanwhile, I look Asian. Look at my eyes. Did they make my eyes Asian? No, they don't. They're just not open all the way. Open. Oh, I look like Miko Taka from Sayonara. No, you don't. Yeah, oh, I look. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my monitor. I look. All right, now Susie Wong and I can get married. We're both Asian. So we also want to. Uh, we really do want to welcome Goddess back to the chat room. Goddess, we really have missed you. I and want it's really to nice know to what you is with you, Goddess. She wants to know if you're high today. <laughs> I'm high. No, I don't do anything. You know that. I'm, at 80 years old, you don't do any drug. Are you crazy? You got enough fucking medication in you as it is without drugs. <laughs> and then for, you know why if you have a stroke and you go to the hospital they don't know if it's because you're loaded or because you really had a stroke so 80 year old people do not do drugs i never really do i'm probably like the only person on the planet who's never done drugs you know i swear on my children i swear to god on my children i never did drug i never did lsd i never did downs i only did quaaludes once in a while and i smoked pot very rarely once in a while. I've never done any. And Jane Doe says edibles are not drugs. <laughs> edibles are medicinal. Yeah. No, don't laugh. I've never even done an edible. No, seriously. Rheumatoid arthritis. <clears throat> Excuse me. They are finding that marijuana without the get high in it is very good for rheumatism. Oh, I believe that. You know, plants. We were creatures of of prehistoric creatures, and we ate plants, and the plants are what gave us whatever, and we still need plants. Well, look at what I mean, pussy willow. The name is wonderful, but pussy willow is aspirin. I don't even know what it. Oh, it is. I didn't know. Yeah, that. aspirin is made from pussy willow, so it just goes to show you what a pussy can do. There you go. Actually, a lot of people in the chat room said they've never done any drugs. No, drugs is not. I mean, to be stoned out of your mind, worthless. I mean, staggering around, mumbling, peeing yourself. What for? That's high. Peeing that's fun. Yourself. No, that's not. To me, fun was having a couple of drinks, going to a disco like Studio 54 and dancing all night. That was fun. And remembering everything you did and everyone you met like I did. I met a lot of people at Studio 54. I used to sit at the inner circle. I'm actually like chicken just to make sure. Did you know what the good. inner circle was? What is the inner circle? Thing? No. Oh, that's like the cool people. The inner circle was roped off and only in VIP people could sit there. And I don't know how much it was a thousand dollars a person or some shit to sit there. And I got there for free because I had friends. Uh, my friends were kind of, um, let's put it this way, wise guy people. And they never paid for anything. <laughs> So right. when I went to Studio 54 with the wise guys, mafiosos, we used to get there for nothing. All people I knew from growing up. And some of them really were relatives. Fast. What? The chat room is moving fast. There's a lot of fucking activity going on in the chat room. Oh, good. Who's our next guest and when? Where? She should be on any minute now. What, what is like she up to? What does she do? Mona Marshall. What's a Mona Marshall? Mona Marshall is a very famous voiceover artist. All oh, right, right, right. And uh, we're going to have yeah. a lot of fun. She and... does cartoons, right? Yes. She's in a, b a bunch of ones with all people that we know, and she's in the biggest ones that there are. 
Oh, good. Um, I would like to do voiceovers because I have a, a really weird voice. It would make a good, I don't know, I guess a, a gangster. You hey. could do more than gangsters. Oh, excuse me. No, I don't. I only play gangsters and, and priests. Cop? You could do a cop. I play you could do a cop. Yeah, but I play gangsters all the time. Could you come up with other voices? Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. I can come up as a little girl. My mommy said... My dog loves it. Look, he He's loves, like looking. He, loves, he woke up to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> when he heard my high-pitched voice. Okay. I could speak sexy and deep and dark. I can say that this is what it's going to be. If you step into my lap. It's so funny because look at the dog. He's like really looking at you like, what happened to you? <laughs> I will suck your blood. Oh, yeah. They want you to try to do Sling Blade. You probably don't know Sling Blade, right? What's, what's that? That's that movie with uh, um, the guy who was married to Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton. It was like an Academy Award movie. Yeah, what about it? He had like a, I forgot how he's, he talked. <laughs> From Jojo? This one was a Jojo no. boy. He wasn't a Jojo boy? Oh, they're saying, oh, uh, Goddess doesn't know that dog. Introduce Astro. Astro. This is our seven pound little poodle uh, uh terrier mix rescue dog his name we named him astro boy and he's the most romantic loving delicious dog in the world he never leaves my side right you never leave daddy's side do you astro and he's just the most precious now we have three rescue dogs we have shazam and we have brenda star who's been named uh brandy and we have Astro Boy. Right, go ahead. So, go ahead. Uh, let's bring in Mona. Mona, Mona, hey. Mona for the boner. Hey there. Hey, Mona. How you doing? I'm doing great. I just heard you say that your little doggy's named Astro Boy. Yes. Yeah, we have all new <laughs> superheroes. We I have, have a, I have a voiceover story about Astro Boy. Good. I have a Kleenex box with Astro Boy on it that I got from Mark Munley from South Park because um, years and years ago when they were looking to do the English dub, they had me do Astro Boy. So that was a lot of fun. And what was wait, really meanwhile, fun- wait, meanwhile, Jimmy's going to have a shit fit in a oh, minute because he did not introduce you. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to we come need, back we, and introduce we, we you need first. A, we need a head for the beginning of your part so we can video it, you know, put it on TV on TV. So, oh, yes. So Sorry. let's, Let's do your intro, and then we could go into that. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, world-renowned voiceover actor, Mona Marshall. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you. You guys are funny and wonderful, and you rescue doggies. How exciting and wonderful is that? Yes, we have three rescues. Three rescues. Everybody should rescue a pet. Well, I have one. We're only allowed one. It has to be 20 pounds or under where we live. Okay, so is it, it's, it's a rescue? Oh, yeah, she was found on the streets of Palos Verdes, and she's actually right in her little cave next to me, because that's oh, where she likes to be. Our girl, Brandy, um, she was a, a puppy uh, machine. Uh, they oh. made her, yeah, and then she caught, what did she catch? Heart, heartworm. Heartworm in oh, Florida. So they threw her out of the house onto the street, and Brandy girl was walking around oh. the streets, and a, and a uh, so as it so happened, a, a veterinarian picked her up, and then he t- 
diagnosed her as having that. And then he gave it to a rescue place. And then we rescued her. And they said to us, it's going to be very costly to cure her if you can even cure her. So like a good dad, both of us, we... We picked her up and drove her from Florida to Pennsylvania and gave her the <laughs> spent like $5,000 to get rid of her. <laughs> took her to the best the best vet and let me tell you something she is the most devoted wonderful girl in the world. She just adores us oh. and she's so happy in her home with her two brothers. So hold on, let me introduce you. This is my cool outrageous town about coast, Mr. Ron Russell. Yeah, hey, how are you? I've been hey, Ron. Jimmy told me last week, I forgot that you were coming on, but he told me last week and I said, gee, we know so many voiceover people. We're going to be really in good company. And then we have a chat room with all kinds of countries. We have like Germany, the UK, Canada, I don't know, all kinds of countries, uh, Australia uh, in the chat rooms. Just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, you guys. Hi. You will be watched by 4.5 million people the world throughout. And we're going to talk about your new project. But before we talk about your new project, I want to brag about you a little bit. Some of all the cool things that you've been involved with. Um, uh, One quick thing, though. Like, so are you friends with E.G. Daly? I know E.G. We're not, you know, we're more uh, business associates. She's terrific and wonderful. Um, We used to do um, a benefit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've guessed it on Rugrats, but... um, I also, she performed, we both performed years ago at, um, at fundraisers together. And that was always fun. I love her. And she's been on the show about, I don't know, five or six times in like the, like she comes oh, on like every other year. She's fabulous. And I love her as a singer, as an actress. And uh, so, so you guys, some of the cool stuff, especially if you have kids, if you don't have kids, you might not know what all these things are. Um, but some of these things that you, uh, definitely will know uh, Mona from first of all she's in like all the D- Digimon movies which I, I don't watch that like all the cartoons because that's like not like a me thing but she's in Hotel Transylvania 2 and 3 Despicable Me 2 and 3 Trolls The Secret Life of Pets Minions Frozen Wreck-It Ralph The Lorax Tangled Monsters Inc and then I wrote down because you were the voice of the creature in Mom and Dad Saved the World now I love that oh my god that was so long ago and some, and I wrote Dawn of the Dead. Were you somebody in Dawn of the Dead? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> I like love it. And then for me, because I was always a huge South Park, so you've you've actually um, portrayed like 134 voices on South Park, including. Sheila Broth Oh my darling, what are you talking about? Yes, I am the voice of Sheila. Oh my god, I'm so honored to be here. Oh, I could do that voice with you already. Let's go oh, play Mama Yes, we can do a coffee clutch. It would be fabulous. Oh, darling, I'm, 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 darling I'm, I'm fainting already. I want to play Marjorie. Let's go, girl. <laughs> I can't stand it. Hold on, you what guys. Part, She's what, also... part of, what part of Brooklyn are you from, darling? Oh, darling. Any part you want me to be from. Okay. But you know what I say? I'm a Jew. It's in Greek. I... <laughs> me too, me too, me too. I am schwitzing already. I can't oh, schwitzing. me too. Oh my god, this is amazing. Who knew I would step here and find Who you? Knew? Who knew what's doing? What do I know what's doing already? You guys, she's also Kyle's mom, Butter's mom, Tokens' mom. Kyle. Uh, uh that was Kyle's mom, mom. yes. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Oh, Hillary Clinton, you do that dog's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like love it. I think so. Well, South Park's version of it, anyway. Yeah, South Park's <laughs> version of it. Plus all the things behind you. Like I see all that stuff behind you. I'm like, so how did did you always know you wanted to be a voiceover actress, and and how did you get into it? 
well, I had no idea what voiceover was. All I knew is that, um, I, gosh, I sang before I could talk, they tell me, humming. I would hum. And I just wanted to be an actor. And uh, I didn't know what voiceover was. Uh, I came out here and I was struggling. Uh, I was teaching because my degrees in my first degree is in English. And I was teaching at a um, Hollywood professional school. And one of the kids in my fifth grade class was studying with Dawes Butler. And his mom really... She had seen me perform, you know, and said, oh, God, you, you got to take this class in voiceover. I'm going, uh, voiceover? I don't know. I want to be a serious actress. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just the arrogance of it. You know what I mean? I was young and stupid. What could I say? So to shut her up, I went to the workshop. And it was like my whole world exploded in a positive way because I thought, oh, my God, I am not limited by anything. And eventually not even my sex because I've done God knows how many boys throughout my career. Um, uh, And he was a wonderful, wonderful teacher. And because of him, I ended up uh, going on tour with a company called the L.A. Moving Band and Puppet Company. And that direct I didn't know it was a puppet company, a hand puppet company. And uh, Dawes wrote a monologue for me and then I did one of my own songs. And uh, so I got in the company, not knowing anything about puppets. And it turned out that the, the director, uh, Paul Hansen, who was brilliant, was looking for actors because he thought it would be easier to teach actors how to work a puppet mouth and to take uh, puppeteers and teach them how to act. So, and what's great about that is between, looking for rhythm and how to talk because most people do this that is not correct this is correct wow isn't that the coolest thing in the whole world (laughs) yes it is uh and that's what dawes used to do he used to do um his characters with just his hands um but anyway later on when i started dubbing i just i didn't know i had never taken a class i knew nothing about what it was i said oh well look at the time code and look at the picture and just go and that's exactly what i did Oh shit! And that first job uh, was Harlock, and I was working with three people who were major professionals. And I got the job because I could do the little girl's voice. And I mean, now I realize, oh my god, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know enough, and I was too stupid to know. You know, I could have been on the spot if I hadn't had that rhythm thing down. I love that. Yeah, but all those little things happen. Now I'm going to oh, drop a name. She, does the name Barbara Rosenblatt mean anything to you? She does audiobooks, though. Does it, yeah, but she's also voiceover. She does audiobooks. She's the queen of audiobooks, oh, Barbara wow. Rosenblatt. She's done uh, Barbara Streisand's Life, everybody. She's oh, great. fantastic. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> she, and you remind me of her. Oh, wow. She, she has your same vivality, vivality your same vitality and uh, <clears throat> speech pattern. I guess you guys all speak the same. See, I have a Brooklyn accent. Oh, yeah, so we I, all speak the same. No. So I don't. Where are you from? No, no matter what, I'd always. Speak with Originally, it. I'm from St. Louis. Oh, oh, see, that's why you don't have a, an East Coast accent. You're Midwestern. They get away with no, murder. but but I would tell you years ago, I used to do Joan Rivers for you know for conventions and stuff. Then you have to there be Brooklyn, certain... Brooklyn Jew. Oh come on! Wake up and smell the decaf. What's the matter with you? What? What? Come on! <laughs> right. um, but um, there's a certain certain rhythms first of all voice placement um one of the things i teach um is about voice production and the different areas of the voice but there are certain people there's a natural just a a natural ability to just get into that character because i did not um create 
Kyle's mother, uh, Mrs. Broflowski. That was um, an incredible uh, actress named Mary Kay Bergen, who has Bergman, who has since uh, died. She died in '99, and as a matter of fact, when she, uh, the year that she died, uh, she died in the fall, and that summer. Speaking of the um, the fundraisers we used to do, uh, which for voiceover cares about life, because um, I'm pretty sure E.G. was in that show, but so was Mary Kay. We were doing the chorus in that show, and I remember her saying to me, "Mo, listen, you know you can do you could do this announcer thing. This was right before I became uh, the announcer for years for public grocery stores. Um, you know she would encourage me, and you know six months later I had to listen to her voice." to match some of the voices she had created. For right. And I will tell you, that is what got me through that because you could not have found a kinder, nicer, more talented human being on the planet. She was also the voice of Snow White. So, so, so you, so you, so you can like pretty much listen to a voice and then copy it. Uh, some voices like, uh, uh, Joan Rivers' voice are a lot easier. I am not, I will tell you right now, that is not my um, biggest strength. There are some voices that are more natural, but I can tell you right. how to take the voice apart um, by placement. And especially if you look at people when they're talking, you can see like um, a forward placement, which is what I use for Digimon when I'm doing um, uh, Izzy the uh, Computer Wizard. That's a real forward placement. And when I went into audition for that, I knew he had a lot of exposition. So I was looking for some kind of a placement that would help me really chop off those consonants. Oh, my gosh. So, well, years ago, it was easy. Betty Davis or uh, Cholula Bankhead. They had definite oh, rhythmic God. voices. You could pick them up in a minute. Betty was the easiest of all. That's why every drag queen in the world does Betty Davis. Yeah. Um Today, it's a little more difficult because people are not so character. They are more themselves. Exactly. I, 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 when I get rid of the Brooklyn accent, I sound like a big fig. <laughs> no, I sound so gay, it's horrible. I really sound gay-gay when I speak correctly. Listen, there are worse things you can sound like, right? You know, what? What? There are many worse things you can sound like than being gay. That's fine. No, but it's true. If I, here we go. Today is a very nice day, and I'm so pleased to have met you. I mean, that sounds so fair. Oh, you, know. <laughs> you want to try an experiment? I'll what? Tell you what. She wants okay. you to try an experiment. I want Absolute, you to try an absolutely. Okay. So what was the line you just said? Hello, today's a very nice day? Yes. Okay, say it Say it the way you just said it. Phony or fake? Or me? Just the way you just said it. You said if okay. I... Today is a very nice day. <laughs> okay, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to smile. And say the same line. Today is a very nice day. Can you hear the difference in tone? It's hugely different. Yes. When they, a lot of times you'll get direction, uh, especially in commercial copy. Warm it up. Can you can you be a little warmer? All right, if warm you, it up. If you lift, if you smile, you automatically lift your palate, and you automatically take. Okay, so here's here's your your mouth. Okay, right. So you're automatically aiming that air here. And it brings it forward and it utilizes this area more so it's a fuller sound. So, hi, my name is Mona Marshall. Hi, my name is Mona Marshall. That's similarly different. Smiling. So, if I say that same thing with my Brooklyn accent, it's what was the line? Today's a, oh, no. yeah. Today's, today's, a, oh, today's a very nice day. Today's a very nice day. 
I'm going to say it with a smile and see if it changes. Yeah. Today is a very nice day. Yeah, it does change a lot. Instead of sounding like a gangster with a gun hidden, you sound like a normal New Yorker. There. Good, because I only play gangsters in all the movies I'm in. I'm in three new, new movies coming up playing again gangsters. No, oh, one is, wow. what one is in, oh, oh, horror movies. Uh, one is an FBI agent, so I'm, I'm away from the gangster. I just shot uh, two films as a gangster a couple of months cool. ago. I can definitely see that. Oh, yeah. He plays gangster great. And the sunglasses is not because I'm a hood. I just had cataract surgery. Ooh. And the, light, the lights in the studio are bright. So I, every yeah. now and then, I put them on, I take them off. See, now I look Asian. <laughs> See? So now I want to brag about, okay, so everybody knows you're like big shit in the voiceover world. Now I want everybody to know about your, like, your newest, coolest project because our audience is totally perverted. They're going to love this. And um, so you guys, she has a brand new thing she's working on. And it, there it is. She's got the book. I wanna, uh, there we go. And it's called The Adventures of Puss and Dick, A Survivor's Guide to Relationships. I love it. And, I the, and the website, you guys, is Adventures of Puss and, like the letter N, dick.com. And it's about a lovely vagina, Maya Puss, and a handsome penis, Marcus Dick. And they're married, and so they're called Maya and Marcus Puss and Dick. I think it's shit is hilarious, and I think it's, like, awesome. And, and I should also give some credit because uh, if you go to the website, you guys, adventuresofpussanddick.com, the artist is Annie Caraglanian. 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 And um, she did a great job but with all the different characters. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, the Adventures of Puss and Dick because I think it's hilarious. Well, it actually started with an idea I had many years ago called How to Prepare Your Love. And what I was noticing is um, people were getting married and having kids and focusing on their career. You would start out very passionate and very much in love and spending the time and focusing on each other. And then as you got busy with other things in life, you kind of forgot to have those daily, you know, talks and, you know, focus on each other. And so you'd go away for a weekend and it was like, oh, my God, where do we begin? So the idea behind the gift was 10 playful seduction recipes written in um, uh, 10 playful seduction scenarios written in recipe style. And I do pen and ink work, and each heart was surrounded with this. Each heart was, had a pen and ink lace surrounding it. And it had a song called Let My Lips Do the Walking, and it had a garter. I'm trying to see if I have any. Uh, and so the idea would be that you could, would sit down with your honey, and you would read through or actually act out one of the scenarios. So I had raised money for that, and I could not get it off the ground. But the idea of communication and mail and female energy because we both have both um but you know feminine approaches things in one way and masculine approaches things differently that's the whole concept behind yin and yang so little by little when i would be in the studio before everything went digital i would draw and what i was drawing was penises with with, with faces in them so i have a lot of erotic art that i've done that i've actually sold throughout the years, mostly in pen and ink. And then I began to think more and more about the idea of, well, what if there, if you strip away all the differences, even if you are whatever sexual uh, bent you have, you still either have a penis or a vagina. <laughs> and there's a commonality though there with that, you know, 
because most of us are going to lead with one of those energies, masculine or feminine. So the whole concept behind Adventures of Puss and Dick, a survivor's guide to relationships, is being able to step into somebody else's shoes for a moment to create a real communication. So even though it's out, outrageously funny, there's also some depth to it and some meaning. You know, I drew on my own marriage. You know, I'm married 34 years this time. <laughs> this seems time. <laughs> seems to be working out. And then, um, so originally it was, um, it was Puss and Dick. Those were the characters. And then I was getting feedback, but because they would act out different scenarios, right? Because it could be anything, not necessarily a couple. could be an employer and employee. could be two, uh, a gay couple. could be a mixed, a trans couple, whatever. And so one of, I hang out at a place here called uh, Base Camp High Horse Dinette, and there was a young writer there named Alexander Craven who looked at my presentation. He said, you know, I think you need a writing partner. And when I had done an anim- animatic of this, I had asked Mark Munley, who's the script supervisor for South Park, who I've now known 21 years, if he would help me punch it up and put it together. So when Alex said that, I went to Mark and said, would you be willing to, you know, write this with me and develop it with me? So all during, not this last summer, but 2019, that's what we did. So actually, uh, Maya and Marcus are not currently married. Okay. but and the town oh, is no, called, I took that off your website. I know they <laughs> <laughs> need to change that. I thought we had actually. Um, but the idea is they there's now this um town called Humanity Harbor, and they are young filmmakers. And she finds out that she's been left um a, t- a small television studio in this town uh by an uncle who she had never met because he had been ostracized for being gay. Because she Uh-oh. was a very con- well conservative family. So she never knew she had him. Unfortunately, the reason she got the studio was because there was an accident at the studio right before they were ready to do their very first um, production on air. Because it started out as a theater uh, called um, uh, Out Damn Spot Out Macbetham Musical. And so there were five key uh, puss and dicks who, or genitalia who died. And so that is what the whole storyline is based on. Plus, we have a mayor running the town who is a, a, a cross-dresser uh, married to a bitch of a wife who controls him. And uh, he's, his idea is he wants to sell the town to developers. So Are you got, everybody? Are you, playing all, are you voicing every character? Oh, no, 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 no. We also have an androgynous uh, angel called Venmar, whose yes. sidekick is a dead bird named Fido. And... Our true antagonist is an amorphous green character. He's here. Let's see if I can see. Look, good. Come on, Mona. Do you remember anything about doing? There we go. There we go. That, ooh, that's get away from the sheriff. Get away from the sheriff. There. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, and he is the voice of fear. And because we can all relate to that, because we all deal with. That little fear voice that tells us, oh, you can't do that. Oh, she's behaving meanly. Just get at it. And so Drek, our characters can't see, but they can listen to Drek. Venmar works not so much on the nose. Voy- uh, Venmar is really the voice of intuition. When we stop listening to the crap, we let that intuition come in. So well, hold on. A- Let's go. Let's tell everybody. Wait, did you say introducing the clap? No. Say what? I thought you said introducing the clap. Introducing the clap? 
clap, C-L-A-P, I thought you said. No, no, no. What was no, that you no. just said? I don't know. What, what, two, I, I missed it now. Two no, or three sentences ago, what did you just say? Introducing the what? Oh, oh, I don't hear it. Drek. 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 Oh, Drek. Drek. Represent here Drek. is Drek. Drek. So you guys. Crap. So you guys, it's adventuresofpussanddick.com, P-U-S-S-N-D-I-C-K.com. They've got T-shirts, books. They have all kinds of stuff. And there's even like some videos that go to the YouTube page um, so you can watch all of it. I think everybody should check it out. I think it's something cool and, and uh, you know, actually it's something that could actually take off. And I think it's a lot of fun. Somebody actually in the chat room asked if you knew somebody, but now I forgot. It went by so fast. Uh, and I and well, we, we know so many people in voiceover. My God, I can't think of one. Who's, I can't think of any of me that now that we we're doing a, it. Besides, E.G. because we talked to her a lot. Who's, who's the other one? We have so many. Uh, oh my Lord, why brain dead? Do you know today. Anthony Saint Santel Anselmo? Oh, of course I do. He's on so, South Park. He's wonderful. Yeah, somebody in the chat room. Uh, actually, Danny McDermott from the Danny McDermott show is is in there, and she, he's friends with him. So he wanted to know if you knew her. New him, new him. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, he's a blast. Uh, when South Park was doing South Park at the studio, I would always make sure I went by and saw uh, to say hello to him. Because our call that. time normally, when South Park is in studio, is uh, my call time is ten o'clock at night, which is oh great. really yeah. Because well, do you, do you know anything about South Park? The, well, I, I watched time. it, but I, I don't know anything else. Everything about. is done in one week. Everything is done in one week. So the whole so, episode. The whole episode. So usually Trey will write stuff and he'll go in and record. Uh, and then uh, those of us who are doing voiceover besides him will go in, listen to his voice, and then record on Tuesdays. And that's it a- the next day. Now, now, question. Yes. There are a lot of – we have – 4.5 million people watching this show. So out of that 4.5, there's got to be 50 million that want to do voiceover. Half the people in the chat room want to do I mean, everybody, it. <laughs> everybody and their mother wants to do voiceover. Like everybody and their mother wants to do a talk show now. But anyway, how would you how would you uh, guide someone? Could you tell them how they start? Get advice. What would, yeah, you, how what could would you, be yeah, your advice to get started? To get started as a voiceover person. I can only tell you what I did. My background in English, because... You study the word uh, helped a lot. No, I don't mean that. I mean, who do you contact? How do you oh, get who you contact? For you send, do you send in a voiceover? Oh, yeah, um, you need to send in a demo tape. A demo kit, yeah. And and there are plenty of people that will put them together. However, there are certain things that unless you really know what you're doing, you can get trapped into. For instance, just because you can do a funny voice doesn't mean you can sustain that voice. Just because you can do a voice that's already on television doesn't mean that you, you know, could do yeah, another one. You're going to go with exactly. that. Exactly. So I tell people, it's one of the reasons I started doing classes in voice production is I wanted people to know how to use their instrument. Right. Their voice. And that takes more than just, oh, I can do a funny voice. Look at me. Right. Um, right. It, what could you do for Fran Drescher? I love her. You know, she's a good friend. We what can I her. do for her? She's I don't been on our show. Fran has been on our show. And, you know, and when she was on our show, her voice wasn't quite like the nanny. She really put it on thicker oh, yeah. for the nanny. But you could still hear that Queen's accent that, and, and that Jewish um, kind of uh, a layback. Oh, you know, already the sing song, you know, oh, over there, you know. So what would you do for her? Could you ever get her to sound normal or, or tradition? Oh. 
I, I would probably talk to her, work with her on placement. If she really wanted, first of all, no matter what you do, you have to really want it. I did a lot of knocking on doors uh, before I got my first job. So you got to really want to do this. And it's like anything else. You, you know, you didn't just step off the street, you two, and just start doing a talk show, did you? No. No, I was an actor for 63 yes. years. But, My point is, it takes... It seems that everybody and their mother today being trapped at home is doing a talk show. And some of them are really terrible. I mean, why they're even attempting it, I'll never know. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's the new thing, talk show. Well, it's like, and I get a lot of everybody thinks they can do voiceover. They, well, only because voiceover pays so well. I know a lot of actors, which we can't think of one friggin' name, who do voiceover as well as acting, and they say voiceover really pays well. In a couple of weeks ago, does does he, he's Batman in all the Batman? Yeah, all the Batman. he plays Commissioner Gordon on all the co- cartoons. Yeah, I'm sorry, who are you saying? I forgot his name, Bruce. Uh, he's no. the guy from Legally Blonde. I forgot it. Not name. Bruce Wayne. No. <laughs> yeah, he he does Batman and everybody, and they you voiceover pays if you're lucky to get a good uh, gig. Voiceovers pay. Well, once you've established yourself, like pays that. quite a bit. Sure, it's it's certainly it. what's helping me uh, develop Adventures of Puss and Dick. So there Absolutely. you go. Well, I love uh, Puss. Does Puss and Dick ever get together romantically? Oh yeah, they live together. No, but do they ever get together romantically? Oh yes, right? darling. Yes. She wants yes. to know. We're working on our fourth episode so, as a pitch episode right now. So puss goes in for the warm tunnel. <laughs> I don't she know. Goes in for the warm tunnel. It's very interesting. <laughs> they told me in the, in, the, in, the cho- in the chat room they said to say that the pandemic special last week on South Park was epic. I don't know <laughs> if you're in it or not, but because I didn't see it, but they said it was awesome. Oh, it was uh, awesome. And you have to consider what they did. This is a show that they were used to doing all in the studio in that one week. Yeah, that's so they, a lot. They, first of all, they really cared enough about their fans. They were set to do a movie, and then the pandemic hit. Right. So they talked to all of us and basically did not want to disappoint their fans. They knew how much they needed something like this during the time of pandemic. So each and every one of us were set up in our um, studios with their equipment. They controlled everything. The work that it must have taken to be able to do for Trey to look and all the producers to be able to look at all the backgrounds and the sync and the animation took enormous coordination and time to pull that off. Plus the writing was hysterically funny. Um, you know, so- I do do a movie in 10 days try doing that <laughs> that's true but- i mean shooting a horror movie with with props you know kind of demon puppet thing it's a lot of work and they oh, give you, you know, yes. we I, I work 12 hour days what's your day for south park i just step over to the microphone for them you're talking 18 uh, 18 hours at least yeah, you have to, to do it in 10 days oh yeah. Week yeah, week. it's animation. Nobody does. You do understand that there's not another company that does animation here. Right. Certain things are done here and then it's shipped out. Right. <laughs> the reason that started was because they didn't know how to do it. They just figured, oh, this will work. And, you know, they so an- animation it. animation today is mostly still the mouth moves. Years ago, Disney, they made characters that were human. Well, the, car- the cartoons were far more 
and I don't think they shot those in 10 days. No. They must, but, they must have taken months and months. I thought, I thought a lot of the animation movies nowadays, like Frozen and stuff, they take like years to do those movies. Yes. Years. You, so have do take a look. you have to understand that what drives South Park is the theme, you know, right. about a very dark humor that is very topical. Yeah, yes. It's a wonderful show. I watch it. Also. I love it. I think it's I fabulous. watch it when I catch it. So real quick, because we've only got five minutes. Do oh. you have do you have uh, first of all, you guys, you Mona, should where do you live? I live in Glendale, California. Oh, Glendale. Where do you got? Where are you guys coming from? Palm Springs. Oh, how nice. <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> well, now, thank God, this weekend it's going to cool down. The heat's over. So yeah. now we have the most glorious weather for the next seven months. That's so great. hold on, you guys can follow Mona. She's on Instagram. It's Mona Marshall Voices. It's M-O-N-A-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L Voices. She puts up all kinds of fun videos on her Instagram every day. Um, she doesn't do her Twitter, so you might as know I'll not go to her Twitter because I was on it and I was like, oh, yeah, she hasn't been here. Question. I'm brain dead. Okay. What character do you play on South Park? She plays a whole bunch of them. I all play Kyle's mom, Mrs. That's Beth's the best. One. That's an awesome one. And okay. I play Butter's mom. I play um, Token's mom. mom. Right. I'm sorry. I think no, no. I know. I know I one time I did tokens. I don't know if I do it now. Oh, okay. You come in and it's like you might have done that character once. Oh, ten years ago, huh? But um, but no, I now when I, when I watch the show, I will know who you are. And I do. Right. Your, your name. You know. Your your voice sounds a little familiar now that we think about it. Do the mother. Give me a line. She did it. Me. That was the old Jewish. Oh my God, darling. What would you like me to say? Yeah, I got it. I know who you are. Do you have a character that's your, your favorite? I love like your a favorite character. character? I don't have like, a favorite character, but this guy, um, if you have any any people throughout Asia, let me see. Doraemon. Mm-hmm. See the little uh, guy behind me with the yeah. big red mouth? Yes. Yeah. That's Doraemon. And he he ran on the Disney Channel for a while. He is an icon in uh, most throughout most of Asia. He's a crazy little uh, wild robotic cat who comes here from the future to save uh, his buddy's great, 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 great grandson. Because if he doesn't shape up, then the people in the future won't be around him. I have a little bag of tricks and I am totally cool. Yes, I, I love am. that. That's, so that's terrific. Where I'm at, and I now, love now, let me throw a real right hook question to so you. I got two minutes. So. Okay. Your voice goes because of a flu. What do they do? <laughs> that happened to me during uh, a South Park run when, when it, I had a lot, a lot of lines and everybody was sick. And so because I had a lot of lines, I was I, I went in Thursday. They wanted me to go in Friday and I had I just didn't have it. And so I asked if I could come Saturday instead to give my voice a rest. So I drank tea and honey and, and rested and saved what I could. So I went in and recorded that Saturday morning. And then Tuesday, we needed to repeat a lot of the lines, but I just took it as easy as I could. But so, you were able to bluff. You bluff oh, it. yes. <laughs> yeah. I would hate to try, although I'm sure they would have pulled in somebody who could have you know, done the voice, but still. It's kind of but hard. But you don't want that to happen either because then you don't want anybody to like stand you. Well, there's time. that too. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> the only time South Park ever missed a deadline was when uh, somebody had hit a transformer and all the electricity went out. Other than uh, that, in 20, 
what is it, 23, 24 years, they have never missed a deadline. I got to love it. All right. So how many, we're how many we're years, out of time. Wait, how many years has it been on the air? 96. So started in 96. 24 years. How and many I've years? Been 24. 24. Wow. I've, I've been um, it's, since 2000. That's awesome. That long, 24 years? Yeah. I, think yes. it was I love long. it. All right, everybody. So this is Mona Marshall. We want to thank you for, for you, Mona. We want to thank you for coming on the show because we're out of time. And we want to thank the chat room for tuning yeah. in. Congratulations on your fabulous career. And everybody check out adventuresofpussanddick.com because we want to get it to launch all over the planet. So, darling, I'll be looking for you. You shouldn't, oh, you sh- you shouldn't, you shouldn't eat too much because, you know, you get a little indigestion. You got to do some uh, chicken soup. It's good for you, darling. Oh, yeah, I'm the only Jew in the world that hates chicken soup. Li- li- listen to, <laughs> listening to Mamala. Mamala doesn't tell you the wrong thing, you know. Oh, I'm telling Mama. you the truth. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I'm telling you the Thank truth. Thank you, Mona. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so bye, much Mona. for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye, honey. Bye. She's so nice. Very informative. Very smart girl. Good voices. South Park. I like that little cartoon. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. I don't know if we're still on or not. I don't know if we're on, if we got cut off. But anyway, stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. Bye bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you listen to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Live on WFCY Radio. Missing past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell.